Welcome to The Spirit of Success, a podcast hosting honest conversations for people who want to show up and work in life to create their own limitless realities. Each week, we deliver spiritual inspiration from real people, sharing their stories about authentic living from the road less traveled. Now here's your host, Dr. Tracy Debbie. Hello, and welcome to episode seven of Spirit of Success, the podcast. My name is Dr. Tracy Debbie, and I am your host. Really excited to have you here today and really excited to have somebody who I have admired for a long time on the show today. Her name is Renata. I wanted to bring her on the show because she really embodies living in alignment and living your truth. What makes her so unique is that she just shares her authentic self. From the day that I met her, I knew that there was something that I felt that just made me so comfortable because I knew she was speaking truth. And so we resonate on so many different topics. So without further ado, let's get to the episode. Welcome, Renata, to the Spirit of Success podcast. I'm so pumped to have you here today. I'm excited too, Tracy. I'm so excited that you you decided to bring me on the show. Yes. And so I kind of start off every show by telling people how we know each other. So I think it was a year ago, you were on a panel um, at an event in Toronto. And it was like, I think it was marketed as like a spirituality panel spirituality it was like a self-care panel but the topic that week was spirituality spirituality and I told nobody I was going I went solo (laughs) all by myself (laughs) and (laughs) we're literally so then it comes to intros and I think you were last (laughs) I was you were last and you were on my far right and you were like hi I'm Renata and I'm a witch (laughs) no I'm kidding you didn't really say that but you basically said at some point like I'm a witch and I was like oh my god (laughs) I love this person (laughs) immediately (laughs) because who says that yeah who does yeah who says that and owns that true no yeah so I I'm love I like love that you brought that up because you you weren't just like I'm a witch you were like I'm a witch and so that's how we're here no I'm just kidding and then I followed you on Instagram I loved what you were saying what you were putting out a lot of what you were saying recently really really resonated with me so I've reached out to you via dms being like girl I just love that I like love that and then I got this idea like just have her on the podcast and you can talk about all the things that you guys love that's the best intro I've had just like in stitches the entire time (laughs) Uh, okay all truth here people we like to speak from the truth so this year has been interesting with a capital I would you agree (laughs) yeah I think that's like an that's like a that's it's a very mild way to put it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why I'm starting conversations asking this, but um, how has the past five months been for you? Oh, okay. So aside from being a witch, I also am I'm a naturopath and an intuitive astrologer, right? And a coach. So, you know, I play, I guess there's, you know, what we say hats we wear or whatever, how we identify ourselves. And this year really made me realize that we can give ourselves these labels and there are certain situations that are happening in the universe that it could affect certain roles. Like I couldn't go to practice for a while because everything was shut down. Right. But it was brilliant because it really inspired me to step into 
you could say my coaching or intuitive astrology even more in my witchiness. Like I went full witch. Wait, you weren't full witch before? I was, but like I, you know, I, you know what I mean? Like now it's just like on my page, you wouldn't even know that I was a naturopath, right? I think this year really forced me to get serious. It kind of pushed me to be like, you want to have this online platform. You want to be sharing this message with the world. And it actually enabled me to get hundred percent committed, you know, helping others with their purpose. Cause this year was a big wake up call for a lot of people when they were like, what is happening? I'm going to be honest with you. The first six weeks sucked. Like it was brutal, you know, being in like a 600 square foot condo, not able to go out. And like, I know there's, there's other people in the world that are far and more, more challenging spaces. And it really made me, I, I felt very sad, I think for six months and I'm very sensitive. So it wasn't just like what I was dealing with. I just felt sad for the world, but then it really forced me to figure out instead of being, okay, I'm feeling everyone's feelings. I'm like, what can I do to be a light? Like, what can I do to help people get even more reconnected with themselves? Cause it took me out. This took me out too. I was like, Oh, what's the point? Like what's going on living in that uncertainty, watching the news 24 seven. And I don't even watch the news. I don't even watch TV by the way, but if anything, I finally snapped out of it after watching the star Wars series. I know I'm going on a tangent here. I really felt like it was, it was like the force. It's like reconnect with source or reconnect with truth. And like, life's going to throw you crap all the time and you always have choice. And I know sometimes it's so not easy, but I was like, I could sit here day in and day out and just like watch movies and just kind of be in this blur. Or I don't know, maybe I could at least, if I can inspire one human to be reconnected, I guess that's better than just being on the couch all day. Yeah. (laughs) Worrying. (laughs) So I don't know, something in my brain shifted and I was just like, I'm going to go full cosmic witch here. That's like next level, witch is cosmic witch, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Next level. And, uh, I feel like it, it just, it made me realize that we're never in control and life will never, we're never in control. And it's like, no matter what, you could still choose to, to be, to feel how you want to feel. You're always in control of that, right? Yeah. And it's hard sometimes, you know, with, and I'm not saying hard. It's like, it, there's, I'm not saying it's not difficult. And like I said, I know there's people who are in very interesting situations and I know there's people who are thriving and it just, I think I come from a place where I can understand that everyone's experiencing something very uniquely instead of trying to just polarize everything. But it made me realize, okay, well, who do I want to be? How do I want to show up? Cause I still have choice over that. Totally. Yeah. I resonate so much with what you said, I think I'm that person in that bucket too, who also a hundred percent committed to a different direction. You know what I mean? And I asked myself the same questions and I felt it, it was like grief. Like I've talked about this on this podcast before, like the grief in the air, like it was so heavy. I think in the first, was it six weeks? Like you said, it was, it was hard to ignore, very hard to ignore. And I felt very called to look within and um, that was painful because, again, that was also a choice. Like, you, it's, it's a calling to me. So you don't have to go within, you know, you could numb it. You could, I could watch TV all day. I could do those things. But And it's fine. Sometimes we just need to just, that's how we, we need to do it. So I don't want to shame anyone. Even if some people are still there. Like, yeah, no, it's like, uh, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. But it's like, there were so many messages, like clean your closet and, you know, start a new hobby. And I'm like, can we just breathe for a second? Like, it's okay. And I felt it was like, even though it was positive, it was still a distraction because it would have made me realize is we need, we all as collective need to space some shit. That's been pretty obvious. I think, you know, no matter where you are here, I think people knew that, you know, not everything was working before. 
Um, and so things needed to shift. Whether you agree with the direction and whatever, that's fine. But I think we all knew things needed to shift. So yeah, I don't want to judge people for any of that. It was just, it came down to a personal choice. Again, like how do I want to move through this period? And I just made a choice, like it's going to be transformation for me. I can't expect anyone else to change if I'm not willing to change myself. And I knew what change meant for me at that time meant like radical transformation. Yeah, same. And I thrive off that. I thrive off like death and rebirth. Funny, my name means rebirth, Renata. So it's like the theme. Yeah, it's a theme of my life. Yeah, my grandfather had it. They didn't know what to to name me. uh, And my grandfather had a dream that like he's very Catholic, religious. And he's had a dream that the angel came to him and said, like, your granddaughter's name was Renata very magical background to me. And I just, I have a deep connection. I don't think that's coincidental. Yeah. So I I feel like rebirth is just like part of my life. Life. Yeah. It's so (laughs) funny. And it's like, I remember like, this is a few months ago, like starting this year, somebody told me like, what would you do to surround yourself with abundance? And I was like, oh my God, buy flowers. I don't know why I'm like obsessed with flowers. I have been for a really long time. I've literally every single week, I think I skipped two weeks, I've bought flowers and I take pictures of them and I put them on Instagram. So if you follow me, you see them. And every few weeks they die and I get new ones. And I'm just as grateful for them when they're beautiful and then when they're dead. And I did not realize the like subconscious impact that was having on me about understanding cycles and phases of growth. Because before they got cut and they were in my house, I understand they came from soil and a seed and da 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 da. And I started really leaning into cycles and moon cycles and tides and all like everything is just a cycle. And I really leaned into that energy. And it was so interesting what happens when you do that. Yeah, nothing's permanent, right? Everything, everything, every moment's gonna pass. Like no moment is the same moment. So that was a really rooting mantra for me at the beginning was I'm like, this too shall pass. The good times will pass and the hard times will pass. Like nothing is permanent, yet we try to hold on to it. And I just try to, if anything, this year really let me to let go of just be more, like surrender even more. Like I'm pretty good at that, but I was like, whoa, it even showed me spaces where I could even be less attached to things in my life. Totally. And you know, what's so interesting that we're talking about that. I started off this year, like literally the first weekend of this year, I went to a Buddhist event on death. I just knew I had to be there. Like I literally didn't go to a family event to go to, to like this event. And I never do that. So it was like boundary setting was all these things anyway. So I showed up there and there was, they put this one definition up and it was suffering equals pain times resistance. And I was like, that is so simple and beautiful because the resistance is the thing we we can actually we're in charge of people think the pain part is the thing that they can fix and it's like not not even fix alter but it's really the resistance and the resistance comes from attachment like attachment to my identity or whatever it was for me during these like first six weeks that's what it was attachment to but you could substitute that for anything the way life was normalcy safety like whatever you were feeling attached to and again no judgment it's just being aware of that i think is the first step Oh yeah. We resist so many things. And it's like, it's the irony is the more we resist, the more it, it, it actually fuels our resistance. Totally. It's like, so I studied with like Bob Proctor and he used to say, the more you resist, the more it persists. He used to say that small thing. And I've, I've never really forgotten that, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And I even catch myself too. Sometimes when I'm like irritated or I'm like, it's not going my way. And mind you, some days I'm not very successful at dropping my resistance. 
I think over, I've gotten better at developing this muscle where I'm just like, okay, Renata, like maybe things are, it's, and I always have this thing, another mantra in my head, it's, it's working out for you. It just, maybe I don't understand why at this moment, but I try to exercise my viewpoint in life like that all the time, because people are just like to set someone off is you could do so many things. Actually, that's one of the reasons why I reached out to you because since I started coming out with like my truth, people who I thought supported me just like disappeared, gone. And I was really surprised because I was like, what? Like, again, not understanding or having attachments. Like I learned all those things really quick because I'm like, here I am saying my truth, which like privately or like offline, you know, maybe I haven't come out publicly and said it. And now I have. And once I did that, people just freaking vanished. And it was like, whoa. And then you posted something about what happens when you speak your truth. You know, people can only comment based on their perception level. Right. So I feel like sometimes well, it comes, truth also can kind of, it's can go hand in hand with trust a little bit, trusting yourself. And when people say it's their truth, it's like, we all have a unique point of perception of the collective consciousness. Like how I view the world is, well, this is how I look at it, right? This is my perspective. perspective okay. You might not resonate. That's fine. Is the fact that we are unique points of perception coming from the same source. So I might say something and everything's a law of polarity. So it's like, I might say something, but if you have a filter, you have this filter like, oh, that stuff's woo woo and weird. So it doesn't matter what I'm saying, even if you were to agree with it, it's like, if you already have a filter or your level of perception, you can't hear what I'm saying. It's like, you will come at it with whatever filter or judgment you already have pertaining to what I'm saying, or maybe the way I look, or maybe the tone that I'm speaking. And I, you know, I have people who don't agree with the things that I talk about, but what I realize is I'm not, I'm not here to serve the people that don't resonate with my message. I'm here to serve the people that I'm supposed to be of service to because we're all walking each other home. I might not resonate with everyone, but there's a person that needs to hear my message so that they can step into their truth. And it's like a domino effect, you know, and then we see things based on our limiting beliefs and our limiting filters, which is part of our programming. So I've had people react to me and I'm just like, I have no, you just completely took the thing that I said out of context, having a conversation. And they're like, oh, I didn't realize that's not what you meant. I was like, yeah, I didn't mean that at all. Like you literally took something and you aligned it with your programming to make it, you found the evidence to match your belief. Can you explain programming for people who are like, what is she talking about? Oh, okay. So we think we're in control consciously of the way we view life. But our uh, unconscious mind is really what runs the show. And that's developed from when we're in the womb to about seven years old and to, until we're about 13, we develop something called our conscious brain, which is our thinking, judging, analytical prefrontal cortex. It's the thing that says right and wrong. I agree. I disagree. But from zero to seven, we just download things as is. We don't, we can't, we can't analyze. We can't see if it's right or wrong. We just take things as face value and we take them based on the interpretation. We make them mean at the time, what our culture, what our society, what our parents have told us, what our friends, what our teachers. So if someone says, Oh, don't do that. That's bad. Five years old. Like, Oh, like you, you got up and you went to sharpen your pencil a certain way. You're like, Oh, well, sharpening my pencil's bad. But according, you know what I mean? It's like silly things that get stored in our unconscious brain. And if you're, that's why a lot of kids, like we react on, programming from zero to seven, because that's what dictates our lives. It dictates our views. It dictates that how we perceive the world. And, and a lot of this stuff is misinterpretations of the reality. 
because why is it Tracy if you and I are born here and in, you know we're in Canada and then we can go to the states or we can go to a completely different country be in a completely different culture or religion and we will see the world differently because it's based on our programming from that environment I just respect the fact that we all have our various beliefs and perceptions and it's not a matter of my truth's right and yours is wrong but my truth is right for me and yours is right for you and I'm hope I'm open to having a conversation about it's not even agreeing. It's more about understanding each other and, and being from a place of understanding how each other views the world. Because I think it's very hypocritical if one person goes, well, this is my truth. Like this, you're stupid or whatever. And it's like, maybe they don't have all the information or they don't understand something because based on their, their context and based on the information they're provided with something. However, it's like, I always lead with conversations now. Like, tell me why you think that. Tell me why you believe that. Tell me like where where you see like why you believe in that point of view totally and that was something I learned really fast too right is like not to judge other people for their decisions and not to take it personally either I think that's something huge too right not to take it personally because it's tempting to do that you know and this is what I mean like I'm learning I'm not perfect by any stretch of the the imagination I like loved how you explained that because we all know too, like when, when you're from zero to seven, you're basically like a sponge. You are a sponge. You're taking everything in and you're, there's no judgments on it. Like whether it's good or bad, there is no filter. Like you said, it just goes in. Our unconscious is our unconscious, meaning that's like running the show 95% of the time and 5% of the time it's conscious. So when you ask somebody even like, why are you doing that? Or what's your belief? Like they're giving you 5% of the answer that they're aware of. Yeah. I call them blind spots. It's like, we know, we don't know 99% of things. And if you, sorry, if people could just come to appreciate that, it's like, we're unaware of 99% of the things we actually don't know everything. Right. We think we know, we only know like 1% of reality. Yeah. Five was being generous. Five was being generous. You know what I mean? 1%, yeah. Right. And another thing I want to add to the upbringing in the programming is the fact that our beliefs too are highly emotionally stored based on uh, like emotional charges. So if you say, if you, if you failed at, you know, I remember I had a skating competition when I was four years old and to me, that was the Olympics and I practiced and I like, I was really good at skating at four, for a four-year-old and I came in second and it, what, and the girl who came in first, like couldn't skate if her life depended on it. That's not just me making it up. It's just facts. Like she couldn't, she fell, she can do a crossover. And I was like, what's happening. And at four years old, I made it mean, well, it doesn't matter if you give it your all, it won't be enough. Like I was devastated on the podium. Like I was in tears. So these are the things that I'm talking about that. So guess what I did for the rest of my life until I got access to this belief. I only gave 80% because deep down inside, I was like, I can't face that failure again. It was devastating because I put my heart on soul into something, but I didn't consciously know that. So I'm talking, this is how this, these, these beliefs form. Or if you're, if you keep being told you're too much, you're too loud. Don't say that. Don't say that. Don't say that. People don't understand the impact that we have, that children have from zero to seven and the things that you say to them, well, they're therefore dictate how they are as adults. If they don't have access to these blind spots that half the time their beliefs aren't facts, they're generalizations of misinterpretations of the past. I, I call them stories, right? We create these stories, stories you tell yourself and then that becomes like a narrative then that narrative over time like blends into your identity and your personality, you know, and we think that these things are fixed. At least I did. So before I even woke up to all of this, you know what I mean? And I say woke up because I literally in retrospect feel like I was just like sleeping <laughs> going through life. I thought that like things were fixed. Like, well, this is my personality and like, this is it. This is the way I'm going to show up. This is the way I'm going to act. And then I realized like, 
actually a lot of it is fluid, more fluid than we think, than we've been told to at the same time, you know, because a lot of things have changed in my life. The food I want to buy, I'm very conscious of the water I drink. I'm very conscious of the clothing I want to put on my body. I'm very conscious of certain things that I just don't feel good. And again, I never knew why, but I was like, okay, just, just wear it. <laughs> you know, it's fine. And so, so many things change and you have to ask yourself like, why? we're going into like heavy concepts, but they're actually really important to talk about. Every, every, when I'm coaching with anyone, I always start with your mindset. And the reason why people keep coming or self-sabotaging is because their mindset and their limiting beliefs that they're not even aware of, they don't have access to keep running the show. So you might get every, like how to build a dream business funnel or do this and that. But if you don't have the belief system to back that up, I'm sorry, you're going to get two steps ahead and then you're going to self-sabotage and not even realize why? Because there's a subconscious belief that you don't even know, you don't even know you have that keeps you exactly where you are. Totally. I couldn't agree with you anymore. I mean, that's why I like literally studied with Bob Proctor because he's like the mindset guy. And to your point, you're never going to know all of the subconscious beliefs, but are your desires, are your passions just a little bit stronger so that that can keep you going. So when you have these moments, you rely on different tools. Like I always tell people, I can provide you with tools right? But I can't do it for you. Like I can't give you mindset makeover. I know I've heard courses like that. It's like, well, I wish I could just wave a wand, you know, like, but I think the, like the growth comes from you doing that learning. You have to do the work. I say to people, like, I'm going to share with you all the tools that are going to help you get out of your own way. And I'm going to hold you accountable and I'm going to see your blind spots. But if you still don't take the action, because that reinforces new neural pathways, awareness is only awareness without action, there's not really going to be a fundamental, huge change in your reality. Because I don't know who you're following on Instagram, but everyone's like, oh, it's a fairy life. And it's like, no, no, no. Everyone's required some level of discomfort, which isn't all, by the way, it's not bad. It's just part of growing. I call them growing pains, or I call it your nervous system upgrading. Like I have, I feel like I have panic attacks every time I'm on the new verge of a change, but I realize yes. oh my god! instead of, no, I'm being serious. I'm like super sensitive. And like, I just, I've gotten better with it over time, but I'm still like, feel like I'm having an existential crisis. And I've just, I've tried not, instead of making myself wrong for my extreme sensitivity, I'm just like, it's okay. This is what you do. What tools can you do to calm your nervous system? And I'm very open with that. Like, it's funny. Cause I thrive off change yet. Like I have an existential crisis. It's this weird thing, but I don't, I just, I'm like, okay, this is just what I have to feel. It's not bad. It's, it's just, this is what I, I just allow myself to feel the things that I feel. And I have a different context around it instead of making myself wrong. Yeah, totally. And people who like know me are like, oh, is this one of those growth things that you're going through? Like the, the growth phase? Because I have the same kind of like emotional, I'm going to call it explosion. It doesn't really feel like a panic attack, but it feels like a lot of emotions all at once. And I judge myself for it. I was like, oh, it's shadow work and it's this and it's that. And like all those things are probably true, right? And shadow work is more like, I don't know, like the exact definition of it. For me, it feels like all the things I stuffed away. <laughs> and didn't deal with or like coming back up. So it's like old triggers, old things. And there's, I'm saying old, but it just feels like the like darker side of things that I pushed away come up sometimes. Um, and just having to like, like learn how to deal with that and not judge, I, again, not judge myself and be like, okay, this is how it is. It just is. 
Yeah. And it's also our ego. So I'm really aware that I'm like, my ego wants to hold on to this level right now because it's used to it. And I, so I'll just be like, Oh, I'm freaking out again. I'm like, thanks ego. You're doing a great job trying to keep me safe. Like, so I like have conversations with myself. So I'm able to just give context to what's happening in a meaning that can at least empower me to keep moving forward. Yeah. I ain't having it today. It's so true. You know, and it's like, you can do anything in this world, but if you don't have the like mindset behind it, it's not going to work. You know, it's your, your belief has to be there. And so I realized too, that like a lot of this mindset stuff is really just to get my belief on board (laughs) with what I'm doing, because what I'm doing is so much bigger. So it's like, you're trying to grow your mindset so you, you can fit this bigger idea in it. I always say it's most consistently the state you're in. You're going to have days where you just like sloth around your bed and just stare at the wall. Well, that's what I do. You know what I mean? There's not days where I'm like always on functioning at 200,000%. There's days where I'm just like farting around and I'm like, just, I don't even know. I'm in another world in my imagination. So I always say though, but it's like consistently how, what, how are you majority of the time will dictate how your life is. So like, again, I know there's some like real gung-ho people who are like very like extreme and like everything to the minute is organized and they're high, high performers. And, but I'm always like, it depends if you want to be like that, you totally can. But again, there's so many ways of getting the outcomes you want. I think it's just more about what kind of state are you in majority of the time? What are, where your habits are majority of the time? Totally. I agree with you because I don't see things that way. And like, think about like, there's positive consequences for that. And then there's also negative, right? Um, For living life that way. For me, and I I would love your opinion on this, because this is, I mean, this is just what's worked for me. I just do what feels good. And most of the time, what honestly feels good is what makes like little inner Tracy happy, you know? So the more playful, fun, humor, that I can bring to things, it's like, that's actually when things start to move faster. It's like, and, and again, it's like, It's like I took the energy that I was putting into attachment and put it into like play fun. Yeah. And I always say to people, your feelings will dictate, you know how we chase things because of what we want, the outcome. And then we reach the goal and we're like, that was kind of melodramatic. And and I'm like, yeah, because you're chasing it basing on an ego outcome that you probably don't even realize you're doing. And you just think you shouldn't, I say shouldn't. if we got more clear about how we want to feel, we would be making more actions aligned with how we want to feel. And that's how you would get the life because we do things based on how they're going to make us feel. Think about it. Always encourage the people I work with, like your feelings will dictate what is in alignment with you. Your feelings are, your alignment is feeling good, but your feeling good equals how you want to feel, which you can change all the time. And depending on what situations, how do you want to feel in your job, your relationships, your with yourself. And then you got to ask yourself, if I want to feel free why do I keep doing the thing that makes me feel constricted and I know a lot of people are like "Mm, sounds good but like easier said than done and I get it because I've been there but I kept not getting the outcome or reality I wanted by reinforcing things that didn't move me in that direction and here's the truth nothing changes if nothing changes so uncomfortable for people to hear that but it's the truth so well, it's my truth. And it's just like, you can keep doing the same thing and expecting a different result, which what Einstein said is insanity. So I would invite people just think about like, how do you want to feel? And then notice how, how often do you feel that way? And it's kind of like a paradox. Cause it's like, like you said, things don't change unless things change. I'm, I'm not gonna lie five years ago I was waiting for other people to change I'm like oh it's like it's like other people or this situation you know this scenario that I'm in the situation I'm in like teachers are dicks or whatever I would say you know sorry 
but it's true right like I would blame it on everybody else I, that, that's who I was I'd blame it on other people and then I got sick and tired of that and I was like these scenarios are following me <laughs> these situations are following me and that's a fucking pill I will just say that honestly that is a pill to swallow Hello, spiritual seekers and those who want to redefine success. Um, This episode is brought to you by Patreon, and I wanted to give you a sneak peek of what is over there content-wise. So what we do with each of our guests is we ask them five questions from a card game from Sage called Connect Offline, 100 Questions That Matter. So we're going to give you a sneak preview here by asking Renata one question. So Renata, here is your question. If you could trade places with your parents, what would you do differently? <laughs> what would I do differently mm-hmm. if I was them? God, I always pick the right questions for the right people. I know it. <laughs> for them? Like if I was them? If you could trade places with your parents, what would you do differently? I would relax more. They didn't relax? Not, not to not to my standards. <laughs> relax more. Well, there, everyone, there's your answer. Relax more. And if you want to hear her answer to more questions, check us out on Patreon. I think that's a brilliant point because that's true. Responsibility equals power. And if you keep waiting for this person to show up a certain way or this external outcome to show up a certain way, then you give your power away. Because you say, until that person does this or until the situation does this, then I can do X, Y, and Z or I could be X, Y, and Z. And let me tell you, that is not a good place to be in. You'll be waiting for a long time. Yeah, and a lot of us do that unknowingly. Uh, yeah, if responsibility gives you power. And I get that we don't necessarily always want to be responsible. It's a lot easier to blame someone or something. Cause that's what we've been conditioned to do as a society. It's fine. But when you start realizing like the only way to take my power back is be a hundred percent responsible about how, how I choose to show up or what I'm going to do. Mm. Yeah. And then it was even, there was an extra layer that no one around me was like, everyone's like, what are you talking about? What are you saying? Like nobody could relate to what I was saying or going through or feeling. It was so isolating to feel that. If, if you can just take that first step to be aware and you don't have to accept it yet, just be open to the idea that all these scenarios happen around you. Just be open to that idea because I didn't accept it right away. I was like, oh, this is like, it's like shocking because <laughs> it was. And then I thought about it and I was like, there's totally a correlation. A hundred percent. When I started out in um, naturopathic practice, I would, there were some patients that I attracted that just, we weren't a fit. And it's like, they showed up late, they missed appointments, they didn't want to pay, they get mad at me, yet they didn't do anything I suggested. And I was getting a lot of them and until I realized, well, like I'm not exercising my boundaries or I'm not being very clear on the people I do want to work with. And it's funny when I started shifting that mindset and I started being more firm and like owning, like, you know, this, these are the type of people I want to work with. And like, if that's, that, that's where you're at, that's fine. But it's also like, I, I'm like, we're not a fit. It's funny because then they literally, as soon as I started shifting that, I started, they didn't, they didn't start, they didn't come back anymore. And I realized it's because I'm not like putting a boundary in or, or I'm not exercising the cancellation policy and I'm just enabling people to continue doing what they're doing. And then here I am pissed off about it, but really like, where am I not being responsible in the situation? 
Mm, yeah, I, oh my God, I relate to that too. It's like the like people who want to challenge you or they come in with these agendas and it's like, where am I getting these people from? Like, where are you coming from? Again, realizing like, look in the mirror, square in the face. I, it took me so long to learn that. I would overextend being like, oh yeah, we'll just go 10 minutes over your appointment time. No problem. And then that becomes a standard. And then when you do exercise your boundary with like, we have a 60 minute appointment, they're like, but we always have an 80 minute appointment or 75 minute appointment and being like, oh my God, why am I doing this? You know what I mean? And so it, what I found is it shows up everywhere. Like, yeah, I'm talking about work, but then it shows up in relationships. <laughs> it shows up in the way you eat. It shows up in the way you don't go to bed on time when you say you are. And then you're tired the like next day. And I'm like, shit, I just love a drama story, don't I? Yeah, I'm the same. I used to be like that in my dating life. Oh, gosh. Right? I would, I would it, just attract the greatest characters to reinforce whatever insecurity. And then I would just get pissed off. And yeah, then you just great. get pissed off and it, and it just shows up everywhere. And I was like, Oh my God, that's when I started to take this stuff seriously. Cause I was like, you know what? I had this like pit in the center of my stomach being like, dude, you, and I, it's not a pit. It, there's a story around it, but it's like, I knew I was here for something more. And it was like, the universe is just waiting for me to like, honestly step up. Yeah. And I think that sometimes when people wake up, it's not through a meditation or through some like we can retreat. It's sometimes they're just like, I am tired of this bullshit. Yeah. And it came down to like, you have a choice. And that to me was so, like we said, it's so simple, but I think if you really feel into that, it's huge. I'm, I'm going to switch gears just, just a little bit. Cause I really want, I really want to get to this because you posted an amazing video because you do astrology videos. And I think you did one for the beginning. Was it the beginning of Leo season? Yeah, I think it was the new, was it the new moon in Aquarius? Yeah, yeah. And like, I think you knew it because you mentioned in the video that you knew that there was like this energy as you were recording it. I it just attracted me, and I think there was so much positive feedback on that video. Yeah, um, there was a lot of positive feedback, and I commented on it right away. Like, I was like, oh my god, this video! <laughs> and then I just saw it in your like stories, people were like resharing it. But the like the like main one of the main takeaways that I think I would love for you to expand on here for our audience is the love versus fear. So we all have and it depends how connected you are with yourself, right? I know I'm very in tuned with my inner compass. So I understand some people aren't they're still like, is that ego? Is that fear? Is that my intuition? So number one, it's like you really need to be you need to have exercise really good discernment for your own inner knowing we know in our hearts the right thing what the right thing is to do sometimes what the right thing is to say sometimes um yeah we don't do it because it might not be the popular opinion or it might not get the validation that something else out of fear or just ego would get because we have this thing called social media that has warped our brains I think a lot of things online, it comes from a place of fear because people are showing up and doing things because they know they're going to get the response or the validation to reinforce against their own void or securities. And in that video, I just wanted people to realize that like speaking your truth is speaking from love. I'm still working on certain speaking my truth in a certain spectrum. So I know I'm not like fully self-expressed in that regard. It's a process. But when you speak from truth, you also, people can feel that frequency. I know that's why people felt that video. People could feel that frequency. People were afraid to post about their freaking birthday and like celebrate a success in their business. And like, I just feel like I don't know what to post anymore. 
what? Like you should be speaking about things that are aligned with your truth. And a lot of people aren't because when you do that, then you encourage other people to speak from their truth. And that's what people mean more of is truth because truth equals love, not this fear shit. Fear comes from, Ooh, I think I should say this because then I'll get the response I want. Ooh, I should say this because I'm worried about that one person that I really don't give a shit will think when they see this post. Where now lately I'm like, is what I'm saying aligned with my truth? Yes or no. Is what I'm saying coming from a place? Yes or no. Am I aware that people not, will not agree with it? Potentially even get pissed off at what I'm saying? hundred percent. But does it feel aligned with my heart? Yes. People are just, are, are becoming more disconnected from the things that really light them up. And when we come from love, I don't care. Love always lands a certain way. Can you define love for the audience, for you? Like what, what your definition is? Love is saying and doing the right thing, regardless of the consequences. In any scenario, I'm assuming. Because love always does the right thing. It's funny because um, I think that's a brilliant definition of love. Honestly, I think it's really good. And, you know, I was reading Think and Grow Rich and he talks about how fear has two sisters. <laughs> that usually they become kind of hardened and like a big icicle together and it's fear, doubt, and worry. So you rarely get fear alone. Generally, the doubt and worry are like so quick that it's hard to separate them. And I'm saying this because I've gone through it, am going through it, will continue to go through it. Like it'll be a lifelong thing. But I think it's really important to talk about that. Yeah, I guess maybe a big way to clear up love and fear is like when you're stuck with something and if you ask yourself, what would love do? Sit and wait for the answer. Maybe it's telling someone how you feel, but not screaming at them. Like, I love you. I care for you. But like this happened and I just want to share because this is how it landed for me versus like attacking from fear and pissed off and anger. And then I think, you know, what's interesting is I've asked myself that a few times and I look at it as like love and not love, right? Because I find that, that that was easier for me. That just was what resonated with me. When you act from love, all those things that people talk about, like boundary setting, self-honor, self-worth. So, but like all those things just kind of naturally happened. Like I did honor my boundaries. I did honor theirs. We did like all those things were kind of ticked off without me having to even really put that much conscious thought to that. Exactly. Because a lot of times people think, well, if I set a boundary, I'm not being, I'm not being loving and whatever. It's like, yeah, you are because you you letting people walk all over your boundaries. Cause this is, this used to be me. I used to have zero boundaries and then I would overgive with the expectation that I should get what I, I gave in return. So I become resentful and I keep fulfilling that thing saying, well, I keep giving and giving and you don't show up the way and I'm not getting what I want in return. When really, when I was coming from love, I was like, okay, well, I love you. And like, this is what I can offer today because at least I'm coming from an authentic place saying, this is what I can offer or else I'm being inauthentic, overgiving, then pissed off and secretly bitching about you behind my back and then creating that energy between the space. Does that make sense? So that's what I'm talking about, an example of that. Love means you don't have to agree with someone, but you can understand them. Love doesn't mean we're all the same. Love is not sameness. Love, love is uniqueness. Yeah. And I think that, and I just want to interrupt you for one second, because I think that's important to talk about in relationships. People want people who are like them, right? It's just easier if someone's like you. But I realize that like the best friendships are when we can embrace what makes us different. 
and then have that shared understanding like hey you said this I didn't really understand that can you explain or maybe help me understand where you're coming from again I don't want it's not like I want to understand you and like everything about you just in that moment like where you know what you know what did you mean by that where are you coming from and it just opens up different communication channels I'm just going to use myself as the prime example here. Like I didn't get that growing up. <laughs> Communication was not something that um, was had in like a West Indian family. It's like, did you eat? Like that was like the communication. If you're, if you're angry, just eat. If you did this, just eat. So it's like, oh, and you're crying now, like go over there, you know? And again, there's no judgment on my family. I, there's actually no judgment because that's what they had, <laughs> you know? So it goes back to this programming thing, just recognizing the fact that, you know, this is how I grew up, but I can change that. And love is being also okay with like, you know what? Love is not, love also doesn't mean you have to like everyone. (laughs) Yes. I'm laughing because I'm like, oh my God. Yes. Also love feels like it feels expansive. It doesn't feel, fear usually feels restrictive. It feels heavy. It feels contracted, but fear, but even if you want to step into your, like you want to come from a place of love, fear will be right there. So like, you'll have this contradictory feeling of like, I really want to share this. Like, even when I did that video, I was like super nervous, but like super excited, but super like my ego is like, no, she's going to do it. And I'm just like, <laughs> she's going to level up. <laughs> right. And it was just there, but I was like, I'm doing it that can happen. And it usually does happen. The more you start to, if you're first new to this, because again, you are changing your programming, you're challenging the programming. The program means like having glitches and the wires are crossing and your, your brain's like, what the hell are you doing? Right. So at first, but now I have it, I still maybe get nervous, right. Cause we're human and that's just the way we're designed. But like, it just like the, the confidence around it is like 90% where before it was maybe 10. Yeah. And I think it's such an important point to bring up because I've made lots of decisions that have cost me money. I'll just use money because like that's the one that most people have fear around. And although I was scared to make this large investment, I was I was also really excited. It never felt bad. Again, I'm saying this like with like months and years of reflection, obviously, and like self-work, right? But even at that time in the moment, it didn't feel bad none of it was bad. So I think if there's somebody who's like, I'm still at 10% or 20% or whatever percent, I would say that really lean into the feeling. Yeah. Like I, I remember going to naturopathic medicine school, not knowing how I was going to pay for it. And just knowing like, I got to do this. It's like commitment. So love is also coming from a place of commitment and you'll think the problem is people are like, well, I don't know how I'm going to make that happen. First commit. And then how you're going to make that happen will come. Because if you don't commit to something, how can you find the possibilities of making it happen? That's another big thing, but maybe that's for another day. But uh, it should be for an, another day. But honestly, it's such a big thing. Like people are like, that's your first lesson. If you want the thing, step into the energy by making the decision. You know, I never even learned that. I was doing it unconsciously, obviously, in my life up to that point, And then I didn't even know what I was doing. Yeah. Cause if you don't commit to something, how can you, what, how do you know what action you're going to take if you're not fully, if you're not committing or making a choice? Cause a lot of people live in limbo and they're like, well, I'm not getting ahead. Well, cause you're living between three options. But when you commit to this thing, you're like, Hey, I don't know how I'm going to make, I'm going to make this happen. you your brain, you're, you actually trigger a part of your brain called the reticulating activating system to say, okay, send send out the vision. Like let's look for things in her external or his or her, or who, whatever, however you identify is, their environment to, to help them reach this outcome. 
but you have to commit to it first. I want to kind of smash the Instagram coaching world too, because I see a lot of these like programs that don't play a huge, they'll maybe briefly talk about mindset and shit, but I'm like, maybe I'm not the person that's going to say how to grow your email list to a thousand bajillion followers, but I sure as hell is going to make sure your mindset and you're clear on where you want to go because the rest of the stuff's easy. And it's these simple things that we're not even taught. I don't know why this shit's not taught in school. Yeah, I mean, well, that that's a different day. <laughs> that's a different day. So yeah, so I I couldn't agree more. The committed decision, that's what Bob calls it. Like a committed decision is the most important thing. And you know what? I used to think that that was bullshit because I'm like, oh, it sounds like a patriarchy thing. Like committed decision sounds so masculine. But there's ways you can make it feel better for you. Like for me, I just call it like a commitment. Like for me, it feels and like use whatever terminology feels good for you. Like maybe you're hearing words that we're saying and you're like, mm, I don't, I, I don't like that. Pick a different word then. Like it's, it's not the word so much too. It's, it's also like the energy. Cause I learned that when I get curious, cause that's all the time, but like, what are you thinking? Or like, what do you mean by that? I realize we're talking about the same thing. Yeah. Half the time we are. Half the time we're talking about the same thing. So I'm like, oh, you call it that. Cool. Interesting for me. Maybe that's just with me and sometimes it doesn't and like I find that most of the time it does I'm like oh that's like cool and I would even invite people listening when you do get triggered by something I want you to ask yourself why do you get triggered and what are you making that mean because you're already forming a judgment based on not even knowing if it's really the case and what do we do with that most of the time we just shove that shit away yeah we shove it away or we see something on Instagram we get so triggered by it without actually getting curious about it why am I thinking that what's really going on Yes. And if you do that, which I hope you do, you might realize that you have a very limited emotional scale that you're working (laughs) with. At least I did. I was like, wow, there's like four or five things that I'm like working with because I was so closed off to even experiencing anything or really scared of experiencing an emotion. Fear. It's just your programming that keeps you in fear. So I think when we can just start to appreciate our triggers and question why we're doing that, we come to realize it's like the constructs that we didn't even know we live in that keep us more in separation and an understanding and that separation is literally what causes the the like discourse sometimes and when I say sometimes I mean literally all the time and I mean separation (laughs) and I really mean separation on like many different levels it's so many different levels right now I can't even and we haven't even talked about like what's at the core of all this which is really energy yeah like what 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 we're talking about and what I say I work with a lot is just energy alchemy like I just I understand the energy so I know how to play with it yeah, and it's the energy behind it, right? It's like what kind of what kind of space are you in? Because I would look at things I would post to on Instagram and I would look at my energy that I was that day and how I felt. And like it doesn't matter. I could post the same thing, but if I'm like in it, like and energetically aligned with the message and like even the video, it lands different. And it's not this secret ass marketing tactic. It's literally my energy because we are attracted. I don't care if you can't see it with your 3D eyes everything's energy. We don't see it based on our 3D senses. And that that's a certain frequency, your thoughts, your state, your emotions, your actions, and your intentions. And it's like a signal you put out to the universe. So guess what? You put out a certain signal based on your thoughts, actions, intentions, people on that or who want to feel that are pulled in. It's like magnetic because like attracts like. Totally. I always tell like my clients this too. It's like, if you're a plane... And you're flying above and it's dark at night. If you're a high vibe, let's just say, right? It's like seeing the like light on because all those things reinforce each other. 
like your thoughts, feelings, actions just kind of create this like loop where they just reinforce each other until I decided to break that loop. I felt empty, if I'm being honest, you know? Yeah, same. Because I just realized that, again, it made me realize from seeing the patients that I was seeing and what kind of propelled me into coaching and helping with people live out their purpose was, and I don't think anything's a coincidence. And I was seeing a lot of patients who hated their job or, you know, hated their relationships or like had a lot of outstanding issues in their life. And yeah, maybe they had a certain car, certain clothes, but they were miserable. Their soul was literally dying. And I was like, I can't, I can't supplement you out of that or acupuncture a shitty relationship. So, but it was like deeper. It was like their soul was unhealthy. And then I was like, wait a second there's something else going on here. And I felt very called to go off on that path because to me, I could only give you so much physically that I think more people need to be educated or informed or even empowered on the fact that we weren't really celebrated or conditioned to believe that we can be happy. We've been conditioned more that we fear is a condition. But I will say I had a conversation with Um, somebody about this because obviously like I'm newer to this game not a game but I'm newer to this right yeah (laughs) and they were saying to me how they had this belief that there was safety and security in earning a salary this is how much I earn a year because I was like where's all this like negativity towards me coming from you know and they were like you doing this on your own you've just made your income unlimited not only is it unlimited, you're in control of how much that is. Isn't that the best safety out there? You can't see my face, but I was like, whoa, because I knew what they were saying was truth for both of us in that moment. I knew there was like a bigger truth to what they were saying. I agree. And like, I'm not saying that you can't have these amazing, whatever, own your own practice, but I was doing the math because it's just math. And I was like, Hey, even if I see X amount of patients every day, Okay, if I can only see max 30 people a week and I charge this much and after my tax, blah, 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 I'm only, this is my ceiling actually. Cause I know, yeah, if I want to do side things on the bit, but like that's still going to require time and energy and structuring. So like you only got so much bandwidth. And then when I was like, whoa, I could do this. And now I'm making way more than I was as a quote unquote doctor. It's just because I believed it as a possibility and I created it. Totally. And it's like, by the way, I wasn't fully happy there. <laughs> I still do it part-time, but it's in a way that feels right for me, right? And I believe in the work, but like, I don't want to fulfill that role as part of my purpose right now. My role is to be sharing my, I guess, insight with others and helping others align with their purpose. It's not necessarily to tell you that you have low iron, you need to supplement something full-time. Totally. And there's so many other, like for me, I was like, there's so many other great chiropractors that are doing their thing out there. We're lit up about it. We're lit up about it. And like that, like puts their soul on fire. I'm like, that's who we need. That's like, this is what the world needs. People who love what they're doing to be doing it. And for me, it's like, I, I, it's like, I kind of say this, like, I knew too much. I started to learn about this stuff. It's like your subconscious mind, people think is, is in your head. It's everywhere. Like, I know what's happening inside of your thoughts because of the way your body is. I started to learn that because I'm more of a body worker, right? As a chiropractor, I started to learn all these kinds of things. And like, your subconscious mind expresses itself in your whole body. It's not, where is your subconscious mind? If you think of a picture of it, what comes to mind? Nothing. (laughs) No, exactly. And that's why I'm saying if we're just more aligned with where we're at. and And again, your alignment, I should have said what alignment was. It's a moment to moment phenomenon. Your purpose is a moment to moment phenomenon. We get too attached on this is my purpose, which is a, we collapse it with a job or a role. 
but then we don't feel aligned with it anymore. And then we get all confused. No, it is a, a moment to moment. Fun. Alignment is being the highest expression of who you're meant to be in this lifetime. Alignment with your purpose is also includes healing and includes growing. It's not just how much money you make and the job you do. No, it's a hundred percent. I think that's how you get there. It's through healing, you know, and healing is a multidimensional thing. It's not a, and I would love to continue with that, but I think we've covered a lot in this we episode. Have. I know. Um, and we've had this like really calm energy, which is kind of interesting. Um, I love it though. So, I mean, there's so much more <laughs> we could talk about. Seriously. I have notes here, guys. There's so much more we, we could talk about. Maybe next time. Maybe next time. We'll definitely have to have you back. But I want to end off with one question and then we'll sort of like take it in for like landing and you tell people how they can get in uh, touch with you. But I want to ask you like, what is your relationship to success today? Um, my relationship to success today is, am I doing things, I guess, <laughs> am I doing things from a place of love, doing things from a place of love, from a place of integrity and from a place of my truth and freedom. Am I doing, am I, is it, does it give me the freedom? Yeah, it's a great answer. And I think that's, we've given people a lot to reflect on in this episode <laughs> and in a really healthy way. Like if, you know, I made this podcast because like, you know, a few years ago, I wanted something like this. Like I said, I didn't, ha I didn't have a lot of people. So I think these are great questions to start with. Like, I wish I started there, you know, it wasn't a part of my journey, but that's okay. Like this is right. So um, I think you've given people a really great place to start. So thank you for sharing. So how can people get in touch with you if they were like, oh my God, this girl, I like got to work with her. My Instagram is all one lowercase. It's aligned with Renata. And then another great really free resource that people really love um, is my weekly Soul Sunday newsletter, which you get your free tarot reading that helps you align with your inner wisdom and path. And again, if you were like, oh, I want to dive deeper in my astrology and work with me in coaching, like my website has all that, that information. I definitely hit up my uh, the Instagram as a good little daily alignment inspiration for sure. Yeah, definitely follow her on Instagram like I do. You will be there are so many gems that you post and your videos are amazing. And we will I I think I'm going to link that that video that I was talking about because that one was really really good. I don't know how, but I'll figure out a way <laughs> to like do it. This episode was jam-packed with information. I hope that you got something very valuable out of it. I got so much value from even just being here with Renata. So Renata, thank you so much for coming on the show today. I want to thank you, our listeners, for being here. We appreciate you so much. Uh, if you got value from today's episode, please share it. Also, if you want to support us, you can do so on Patreon. We are there now um, and we appreciate all of your love and support. We feel it. We're in multiple countries, North America, South America, and Europe. So this is very exciting and we can't wait to hear from you. Now, I think that's everything I wanted to say for today. Please follow us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and subscribe to our episodes. We release them every Monday. Can't wait to share another incredible conversation with you next week and make it a great day.